Thanks for tuning in to the Boiler Express podcast. Join us each week as we dive into all things Purdue sports. You'll hear in-depth analysis of our previous and upcoming games, as well as interviews with players and people involved in the Purdue sports fandom. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and YouTube for our live stream shows as well. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Boiler Express podcast. We got Frank, Dylan, and from the Leo podcast, Brandon. Thank you for joining us tonight, Brandon. Did you like the double salute? I didn't I know did. what that was, but <laughs> that's what the military should do now. Jesus. <laughs> One isn't good enough, honestly. <laughs> it's exactly. not. It's not. Um, but yeah, we'd like to uh, remind you guys that we are with Big Banter Sports, a bunch of 13 different uh, podcasts that cover Big Ten sports and everything like that. They've got a big list. You can go check them out. We're all really good teams. Uh, really good podcast. Really good group of dudes. Most of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely not all of them. We won't call them out, but you know who you are. I'm glad. Right? I'm you, glad. I'm you, glad you're you, on the same page. You know who we carry some water, boys. We yeah, carry I some mean, water. my back's sore, bro. <laughs> it, it's you guys, us, and the Ohio Pod that really run things around here. But you know. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it is what it is. But also want to send a shout out to our sponsors, Cincy Blitzboards at CincyBlitzboards.com. They've got these awesome tailgate games. You can take them to parties, tailgates, uh, just randomly playing for no reason, drinking, make a drinking game out of it. I don't care what you do, but they are awesome. Check them out on Twitter. Also, we'd like to thank Martin Vintage. They've got awesome vintage Purdue apparel. If you use the promo code BXP at checkout, you get 10% off your order. So check them out. They're awesome dudes over there as well. Next, we will talk with Brandon here from Leo Podcast. Talk, uh, Introduce yourself a little bit, Brandon. First of all, Chris, you're 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 killing me with the Leo podcast. We we're not into astrology or whatever here <laughs> at Indiana football. This this is the L E O podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna say which, Leo. It sounds easy. Which, which <laughs> is uh which is Tom Allen's mantra. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I will, we'll get will, to Tom. I will oh, tell Tom. you, we are um we're shopping names. So I'm I probably <laughs> won't take any suggestions from you guys, but I highly <laughs> doubt in in nine months we will be the LEO podcast anymore. Um, Ooh, but you know, I'm that. sure right. There's a, they, they call that I'll a little uh, ideas. That's a, foreshadowing. A, a teaser. There's a teaser in the biz here, fellas. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, we we do two podcasts a week, all about IU football, right? We don't we don't mess with IU basketball. That is a whole different other kind of fan base and an all different kind of world. Um, so, so we do we do IU football only, right? Which is just a joy, right? Like we we love our lives. Um, we live really good ones. It's a super happy time. Um, but yeah, we drop two podcasts every week um, during the season. One uh, one a week on the off season. We're everywhere you can find uh podcasts we're on apple we're on spotify we're on soundcloud or on android we're we're freaking everywhere um and then we also have we have a social media on on everywhere just at podcast leo or at leo podcast sorry reverse that leo podcast got it <clears throat> yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> form possibly formally named formally LEO known yeah so uh no excited to have you guys on man um a little my back history here um I don't know if this will get you guys jazzed up to talk with me or not jazzed. I have zero problem with Purdue. As someone who didn't grow up in Indiana, as someone who hates Kentucky way more than Purdue, agreed. Like right. I, I don't come in with any inherent 
biases towards Purdue. Now, I I think we're po- definitely going to throw jabs at enough of each other because we have to, right? Uh, yeah. But none of this is coming because my grandpa for, told me to hate Purdue. No. <laughs> so <laughs> there's going to be none of that. My uh, family's somewhere. hated Purdue since 1869. <laughs> <laughs> right, so there, there's going to be none of that. I think there's plenty of reasons uh, to clown on you guys, but none of that will be because my grandpa's Likewise. uncle's brother told me I have to. So. <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. nice. Well, we like kind of, like yeah, I like this Good. already. Yeah, uh, um, I guess we'll kind of kick it off uh, with talking about a little bit of the football program down south, yeah. um, and we'll kind of start it off with um, what are your thoughts on Mister Allen? incompetent gross negligence <laughs> um lack of organizational control so, so sign him to a lifetime contract is what you um yeah so again i mean I, I i've made this comparison a lot on the leo podcast but like i don't i think you it's not fair to separate professional sports and other professions right the guy cannot hire any coordinators the guy can't keep any talent he can't hire, which is basically recruit, at any consistent level whatsoever. If he was in any other job at a high-level management or executive position, he would have been fired ages ago. But unfortunately, the standard for IU football is so low, he is riding coattails from three to four years ago. So the guy's a joke. He should have never got the job. He should have never got the extension. And... um that Luckily, one, I, that one really good season you guys had really kind of kept him hanging on for dear life. God, doesn't that sound like Tom Crane a lot, gentlemen? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doesn't that just sound like Tom Crane an awful lot? Um, that's actually made probably an insult to Tom Crane a little bit, but uh, but yeah, no, Tom absolutely has to go. And to, I know this is a super long-winded answer, gentlemen. I apologize, but in my mind, going into this season, this was win-win. We were going to suck like we do now and go three and eight and Tom was going to get fired or we were going to do well and go to a bowl game, which would have been a win. So there mm-hmm. was no negative outcome, in my opinion, to this season. I don't know if you ask other IU fans if they'll have the same opinion. But honestly, if you had to ask me, if, if you asked me in August, would you rather go four and eight or seven and five and go to a bowl? I'd say four and eight and Tom Allen get fired. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see that. Big- and it's definitely like I remember during the, the Purdue IU game last year with just some of his awkwardness. He's just very that whispery, like relentless, relentless, relentless. Like, what are you doing? Guy? Yeah. And snapping and stuff like yeah, what's your uh, what's your thoughts on snapping the fight song? And he even like changed the tune on it. It's offensive and weird and cringy and whatever the kids are saying nowadays it's it's that it's that it's very cult like i feel like yes yes so do you believe uh so for anyone who doesn't know purdue's playing indiana this weekend this saturday noon uh, noon eastern for the old oaken bucket old oaken bucket do you believe this will be tom allen's last game as a 100 percent win lose or draw we'll keep this at our place okay and so yeah, I know I'm, 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 I'll be excited to see how you guys think that's even remotely possible, but um, well, that's that's the nuts and bolts we'll get into later. Well, and so every every fan base they go through a coaching change, you know, all sorts yeah. of names get thrown out. But are yeah. there any are there any names getting thrown out that you think are a realistic possibility for Indiana at this point? So it's it's Dion. 
the world's <laughs> worst kept secret. There's been nothing thrown out because IU media, for some reason, has to, again, I've used this term twice, so I'll try to find a new one, but has to carry their water. So no, no one's acting like this is going to happen. I feel like the LEO podcast is the only one outwardly saying <clears throat> Tom Allen is going to get fired. Um, that might be because we have some sources inside the program. Maybe not. Ooh, um, I'll let you guys, I'll let you guys, uh, determine that. But, uh, but yeah, so no, no names have been thrown around. Now we've talked about it after we got our butts kicked against Maryland. We didn't even do a recap guys. We didn't even do a recap of the game. All we talked about were head coaching replacements. Um, I like Brian Hartline from Ohio state. I like Colin Klein from kansas state um i like zinter from michigan um the one that michael won't shut up about and i hated it months ago now i'm coming around to it antoine randall l he's coaching the nfl for about a decade he's never done any coordinating he's been a positions coach he's been an offensive analyst you know he's never been in a, a coordinator or a head coach but our new motto is make Indiana football fun again? Because it's just not. It's just not fun at all. Antoine Randall is the most fun option. Yeah. We could suck and go two and ten again, or go three and nine again. Guess what? What's there's nothing different. So that's my. I gave you the three options, realistic options that I like. Antoine Randall is like, why not? At this point, yeah, yeah I mean he. Yeah, he and he has you know he has a decent amount of coaching experience and you know when I think about like when I think about the heyday of Indiana football in my life it it, it was the years of Antoine Randall we've actually talked about him on our podcast before um, but I want to go back to something you said as you know a second ago and that was you know making Indiana football fun again it's right now it, it just doesn't look, look like a lot of fun like the you know people aren't going to games. Um, I've 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 yet to go to uh, to a game at, at Indiana. Uh, I know these two guys have, um, but you know, I've, from, it's my understanding that you know everyone kind of parties and, and, and tailgates, and then they they all go home and watch the game on TV, or they just kind of hang out. But no one actually goes to the game. So what what needs to change? Is it is it the 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 product on the field, or is it something culturally, in your opinion, that needs to change to to kind of get people to go in the stadium and watch the game? So I hate the word culture. Just to be honest, Frank, I think culture is a, a is a BS word. I think winning creates culture. I think it's as simple as that. Um, but you know what I will have to say, and I don't know if you guys have ever been to a game. Probably not. Um, the in-game experience at IU sucks. Is very yeah. bad. The, the, the sound stinks. The screen stinks. The, they like the halftime entertainment is non-existent. They've done the same in-between timeouts, in-between quarter stuff that they've done for a half a decade. They they don't interact with students at all. But like, they got really cool suites now in the end zone. You're not, a, like, again, I know you mean that as, like, a joke, but, like, they thought that was serious. They thought like, that was awesome. <laughs> they, like... The, the old curmudgeons that can afford that are already going. Like, who cares about them, yeah. right? Like, nobody cares about them. They can just sign their donor checks and be done with it, right? So, like, it's it's culture. God, you just win. That creates culture. Who cares I'll be about I'll be honest. This is kind of my opinion with with IU athletics as a whole. And yeah. aside from like women's basketball, who's been really good, um, I honestly think that IU is kind of in the same situation that Purdue was pre 
uh, the Bobinski hire at athletic director. I think what it's going to take is you're going to have to change athletic directors. So it is a top down front to back complete wipe of how you guys have been doing things for the last 10 years. Chris, right now you're the smartest guy on the podcast. I wouldn't say that. I want to go ahead and say that. Um, it's absolutely a Scott Dolson athletic director. He he carries the water again for the third time. Three <laughs> times. God, that is terrible uh, podcasting um, for for the athletic department. He's just a puppet, man. He he sucks in every single way. Um, so it's absolutely an athletic director problem. That's that's spot on. Had a boy, Chris. Look at you. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. Big brain. So, in terms of of product on the field this season. Um, you know, what's been, what's been a little bit different than you expected. What's, you know, what, what hasn't lived up to the hype, maybe the preseason expectation and what surprised you so far? Well, I wouldn't say there was much preseason expectations. The, the win total was three. So, um, I, I'd say, uh, the expectations are met, uh, as, as far as Vegas is concerned. Um, but I would say the offense is leaps and bounds to where I thought it would be. Indiana has a quarterback. Um, I'm sure we'll get into this, um, but I, I think I don't think there are a lot of other Big Ten teams that can say they have a quarterback moving into into the next year and and years beyond. Brent, Brendan Soresby is a guy. He is absolutely a guy. Um, they have Trent Howland, um, who appears to be a guy. They have Donovan McCulley, who who's just absolutely insane. Um, the defense is terrible. They gave up 600 yards to a, a Ball State walk on. Um, so if anything, like a disappointment's been the defense for sure. Uh, but I think that's what's exciting for the new hire is he inherit he inherits a QB one, an RB one, and a wide receiver one that all have at least three years of eligibility left. That's something to build upon. You're re- you're totally recreating the defense. Aaron Casey's all Big Ten. I think everyone knows. You watch the Big Ten Network; they won't stop talking about him. He's gone. The defense is shot. Right, the defense is shot. It's gonna be bad next year. It's probably gonna be bad for the next few years. But there is some offensive talent that's gonna be around for a while if they decide to stay. So I'd say that surpassed expectations, and that's the momentum IU football will carry into the offseason. So another question I have for you. Uh well, actually, I'm gonna backtrack in one second. So let's address this viewer comment here. Um, I'm not sure how to pronounce this word. Uh, Buffalo Louis. Buffalo, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what that is. So, uh, what are your feelings on Buffalo Louis? Oh, it's it's top tier college town food, without a doubt. So, I mean, it's it's wings, it's sandwiches, it's it's an awesome little like IU memorabilia restaurant right there on campus. Um, it's it's incredible. It's it's like kind of parking lot adjacent to Kilroy's. So you can go to, you go to Buffalo eat a little bit, go to Kilroy's drink a little bit. It's, uh, it's pretty Mecca, pretty top tier. So what's, what's the history of Indiana or IU at least and, and the Buffalo mascot, where did that, I've always been confused on on that idea. Bro, I told you, I I, I became a fan in 2006. I oh, no that's cool. it's that's it's true. it's it's cool. I got no idea. I don't know. We don't have a mascot, so like you got to attach yourself to something. Well, it right? was a rocket one time, wasn't it? Oh, I, oh, did you say a rocket as in a ship? Oh, no, like a rock, like a stone. Yeah, that was something to like commemorate or commemorate uh, our uh, a coach that the passed coach away. that passed away. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I don't think that was ever a m- mascot more okay. than it was like a memento. 
Right? Like, does uh, Purdue Pete like, uh, scare you? Not as much as the Wake Forest Demon Deacon. Okay. But, uh, yeah, yeah like that course. thing's terrifying. Yeah, that thing's terrifying. yeah didn't they like the St. Joseph basketball, like Piper or whatever? It is a bison, right? Nick, you're right. It's a bison. My bad. Um, <laughs> so, Buffalo bison, same thing. Yeah, dude, Nick's all Nick's all over it. Um, but yeah, so it's it's creepy. It's up there, but it's not the worst, right? Like as a Steeler fan, Frank can get this. Like it's got a little bit of Steely McBeam in him, right? Is that, so, like, is that the Steelers mascot's name? Yeah, it and was, he, like, does, he does kind of look like Purdue Pete a little bit. Yeah, so, I've so, like, seen I him. I just didn't know his name was Steely McBeam. Steely McBeam. Yeah, that's, so, that's like wow. I can't sit here as a Steeler fan and like rip Purdue Pete and like lie that I don't have a Steely McBeam T-shirt. So like you know, I'm not gonna be the pot cut, calling the kettle black here, guys. Man, self accountability. I like it. That begins your accent's my favorite. We got we got someone getting a little uh, getting a little stern in the comments, wanting to know uh, what your thoughts were on IU dropping their series with with Louisville. Who's Ultimate Boiler? I've never heard of that. Before. Yeah, nerd. Followed it up with "Don't ignore me." <laughs> uh, I mean, he uh, is the ultimate, guys. I don't, I don't know. Uh, if you know. Like, allegedly, he's, allegedly. he's the ultimate. I mean, it's a no-brainer ultimate. Like, look at Michigan's schedule. No one's like, oh, they're, they're scheduling some top teams. No, no one cares who you play in the non-conference, especially with the Big Ten that's inheriting Oregon and USC. Yeah, You schedule cupcakes. Like, you don't get, you know, this this isn't elementary school. You're not getting gold stars for playing a tough out-of-conference. You get absolutely nothing. So, you know, I... I guess people were ripping IU for dropping Louisville. No, those people don't understand the inner workings of college athletics. You get nothing for playing tough. But teams. I, I think I will. I think I will contest that with you. Look at Louisville now, who's currently tenth in the country. That's played the hundred and twelfth toughest schedule. Had they maybe had a couple more tough, difficult teams in non-conference, it would have offset some of the cupcakes they played during the regular season, and maybe had a better chance of going to the college football playoff. No, tell these guys don't lose the pit, Louisville. It's as simple as that. Also you don't true. lose. Also true. You don't lose the pit. You're not talking about oh, a little soft. Script. No, just don't lose the pit. Talking about there it is. Yeah, I think you know as, as someone who lives in the city of Louisville, you know the, the, all these talk about you know we should be in the, the playoffs and whatnot. I think that's going to be the biggest thing that keeps them out. Assuming they beat Florida State, um, which, which is probably which pretty likely. Yeah, season. it's a little bit more likely due to a really unfortunate injury that we saw. Dude, that was uh, gross, guys. Was was gross. So yeah, for it anyone who didn't see it, that, don't Google it. But it was it's the worst football injury yeah. I've seen since Dak Prescott. That was gnarly. Oh. Man. But I, I I do want to address Ultimate Boiler's comment. Tell these guys that I love some false hope and start three and zero. I mean, yeah, someone should tell you know whoever's scheduling our games that because you know the only non Power Five team we played was Fresno State, who's no joke, right? Um, you know, then we w- went to Virginia Tech and played Syracuse at home. Um, that's you know, just dumb. That's dumb by your athletic board. Like that's, that's the that's, ultimate boiler for being a great listener, by the way. So, 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 Brandon. So, so you're j- just to be clear, you're in favor of the strategy of you should schedule the the cupcakes and start three and zero in the Big Ten because knowing that you're going to the Big Ten, it's a gauntlet, right? And so, if you win any type of a postseason, uh, you you need to have those guaranteed three wins. Yeah, I mean, we, the, we all know. We live in the NIL world, right? What's going to get people to pony up? Going to a bowl game, baby. Getting that BS trophy, getting that cool shirt, getting that whatever. Bowl games are going to bring money. Regular season games against Virginia Tech and Louisville isn't getting donors to donate any money. Like That's just a reality of 2023 college football. 
But how long does that continue to be the case when you start having guys sit out, when you start having players transfer, when you, you know, so I, you know, little anecdote time. I went to Purdue's bowl game against LSU. I mean, and we all know how that went. Don't need to talk about that. I forgot what, but like the, the experience, honestly, like it wasn't fun. I mean, I'm just, just to put it bluntly, you know, the, 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 the product on the field was terrible. Our coach had already left. We've got a skeleton crew of a team. You know, guys are well, starting. brother we, was our head coach. So yeah, yeah. I mean, so cool. uh, now I know that's a bit of an outlier, but that's not an, that's not like too far of an outlier for, you know, a lot of programs. They're, they're seeing, you know, third string players and whatnot. Um, so, I mean, in this, in this era where players are sitting out and transferring and whatnot, how much longer will that be the case? Like how much does the postseason – matter because like it used to be that like you people would plan their vacations around bowl games it used to i mean it used to be a ton of fun like you, you know you get a, your friends go on a road trip drive 16 hours for the bowl game but they're they're getting to a point now where they're just not fun anymore um you know so the yeah, players for, aren't for, taking them seriously so just want to get your thoughts on that i, I promise i'm not being combative because I'm, I'm mostly not a combative person no, it's fine still, let's fight no i'm joking you you uh, still you I, still I, made the vacation right like yeah, you still yeah, I did, yeah, made the yeah. ticket you made the trip you were excited up until about three minutes into the game you didn't donate afterwards right if you did donate if you didn't donate you donated when you bought the tickets you donated before the game right that's what a bowl game does it builds up hope it builds up momentum it builds up everything right so you're right that was a terrible experience uh the leo podcast chris not the leo pod- podcast leo, went to Went uh, went to the uh, the Gator Bowl with ten- against Tennessee, and IU had a ninety seven percent chance to win that game, and then lost in IU fashion um, down there. It was the worst loss I've ever seen in person, right? But if you would have asked me the month leading up to that game, I I thought IU had turned the program around, and they were essentially going to be you know the new Michigan State, right? So I I disagree on your bowl take. I think I think the result doesn't matter. It's that three to four weeks before the game that matter way more than the three or four days before you play Syracuse at home. Yeah, you make a really good point. I mean, ultimately, I did buy a plane ticket. You know, buy a ticket to go down there. It got me in the seat. Yeah, so the product didn't. Uh, the product on the field and the experience wasn't. It wasn't was the cheez so. The Cheez-Its is what got you. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, I it was ate all so those. many Cheez-Its like two months after. At least it, was, it wasn't mayo, right? At least you weren't just mainlining <laughs> mayo. And it and wasn't so, in a baseball stadium. That's only so. on Tuesdays. The bowl game you're referring to, was that the game against Duke? <laughs> no, that was that was against Tennessee okay, in the 2019 gotcha. season. Is that the pinstripe? No. no, pinstripes in the in this Yankee Stadium. That's yeah. when I IU lost on the field goal that was made. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Football is that the one that went over top of the uprights? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, I remember that game. Okay, for some reason I thought I thought they played. You all did play Duke in a bowl game. Is that right? We did. We did. Yeah. We lost that one too. We haven't yeah, won a bowl so, game yeah. since 1993. So, getting getting my uh, getting, getting my bowl games mixed up. So yeah. I guess I look at scheduling those tough teams. The kind of the same way I do with basketball season, like going through those meat grinders early prepares you for the big games later in the season. I'm looking at it from the from the from the actual team side of it. Yeah, I I I just I disagree with that. Basketball makes all the sense in the world because of the net rankings and the strength of schedule right, right. And, and the seeding. So basketball makes all the sense in the world, mm-hmm. right? I think I think it's 180 in basketball. 
the Michigan States and the Purdue's of the world have been doing it right, right, for, for years now by scheduling it very, very tough. You That doesn't matter. What matters in college football is getting to six wins. Literally nothing else matters except getting to six wins. Quality of wins don't matter. Like it, You go to the bowl based on the association of the bowl, based on your standings in conference play. Like you don't get any extra credit for beating Louisville. But I will, I'll counter that with that the committee, when it expands to 12, will look at those, those strength of schedules and the teams you play. Well, I definitely think it matters if you're a championship caliber team. Right. But and let's I be guess, realistic yes. here. Neither one of the, our teams we're talking about today are going to be in that scenario. Right. right. Brandon, I'm going to be honest. You, you are challenged. You are re- realistically challenging my thinking on this. Cause I have been a, you know, you want to be battle tested. You know, you want, you yep. want to go into conference play with your weaknesses exposed. I guess that's because we're, you know, I, we're, we're, we're kind of a basketball school right now. Yeah. It kind of oscillates, but like, so yeah, it makes, it makes a ton of sense in basketball. Yeah. And Oh Yeah. I like the points. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this differently yeah. now. I'm going to be honest with you. It's, yeah. it's all that matters is the blown. amount of win. Like you go to a better bowl game if you win seven, if you win eight, if you win nine. And it honestly, doesn't matter you, who you beat. It and, does not matter who you beat. And honestly, if you have cupcake game, games at the beginning of the season up until this year, you could get more wins in Big Ten season, and then you have a better chance going to the championship game where anything can really happen. Than, exactly. No. Exactly. Yeah, I I understand. I, over here. Yeah, I understand the thought process. I'm super smart, guys. I'm just telling <laughs> you that right now. Like, I'm, I'm. You guys are lucky to have me on. Is is where I'm getting at. We are. It's been a blessing. <laughs> so here, so here's here's an interesting comment. I may be on the wrong side of this argument. We got a comment from Nick Rose. I may be on the wrong side of this argument, but I don't want to win six or seven games because we played Bowling Green and Ball State, then go to a bowl game and get beat by sixty by LSU. So, Nick. Nick, I, I would love for you to follow up to this. Would you rather would you rather go to a bowl game and lose by sixty, or would you rather just not go to a bowl game at all because you didn't have a good enough record to get there? Can um, I eviscerate I Nick really... real quick? Can I just eviscerate? Yes, him? please, dude. Nick, what is more important: being home on your couch at five and seven, or selling to recruits that you go to a bowl game against LSU? What do seventeen-year-old kids want to do? They want to moss LSU. They want to pick off their five-star quarterback. They want to play in a big game environment. They don't care. They absolutely don't care if we played a tough schedule and went four and eight. They don't care. What do high school kids want? They want to win games and play on big-time TV stations. That's what matters, Nick. Like, what you want on your couch, I'm sorry. that like If you don't feel good about beat Bowling Green, your feelings don't matter. It's what you can sell to a 17-year-old kid to come play for your football program. Is that too mean? Is no, too you mean? can be super mean to Nick. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, Nick deserves it. Did yeah. I make a good point there? Was I, no, was no, I you, you, yeah. made, you made a really good point. And, and, and uh, I, I, do, I do kind of follow into Frank's thought process of with everybody sitting out, like I still feel like some of these bowl games that aren't college football playoff games kind of lose their... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, going to a the Outback Bowl might not be what it was now compared to sure 1999. Sure, because you know we saw we had our number one quarterback, number one wide receiver, number one everything 
Ow. end up leaving because of the the going to the NFL. And I understand that. But I think sometimes I wonder if it's going to lose that star power, maybe is the, the right way to or the bright lights of a bowl game, if that makes sense. I think you can sell that to recruits even more like, hey, guys, we go, we just went put this many people in the NFL and maybe you're not there yet, but you're going to get to go play in a bowl game. Well, where where you weren't able to go play in a bowl game because, you know, you you rode the pine for four months, but now you're going to get to play in a bowl game. And that's going to prime you up for the offseason. That's going to prime you up for training camp. That's going to prime you up for the next year. Again, it's all recruit like 2023 college football is about two things, getting donors to donate to the collective and recruiting, right? Nothing like if you can't tie in action to those two things, you shouldn't be doing it, and that's why Tom Allen has failed because he's he hasn't done either one of those two things ever. I mean, that's just I feel like I've been mean, should. so I wanted to self own my own program for a second. No, no. Because while while it was no, true, no, you're not, you're like, not, you're not being mean at all. This no, is this no. is this is really good discussion. I feel like you should have dropped your microphone yeah. like right there. That'd have been a great like, job. But I also at the same time, I like the idea of playing a really easy schedule at the beginning because it builds that confidence against dirtbag teams, and that might actually help you. But then remember in. the years we used to lose to Mac schools in the first three games. So, I mean, then just be better. Yeah. If you can't so, be yeah. Mac schools, that was the like, hazel years, and those were tough years that we don't want to talk about. Got a comment here. Please fight, Chris. I love this. Why yeah. me? I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. And then uh, here's I, let's. Chris is the only one I've complimented so far. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's take a look at Nick's response here. Uh, I haven't read it yet. I just saw it came through. Uh, he also made another comment, which I'm not going to not going to put on the screen. But <laughs> I agree with Brandon, but I also agree with Chris. It just stinks. The key players that even have a remote chance of seeing an NFL practice squad aren't even playing in those bowl games. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I think. But how are how are those play, players helping your program next year? Bowl games, unless you're playing in a New Year's six. Or the college football playoff, those games don't matter. They're exhibitions. Yeah. What they are are a ticket to sell your current players, and they're a ticket to sell your future players. That game means nothing. Yeah. It means nothing. Yeah. So it, it seems like you have just accepted the reality that is modern college football. And it's just like, hey, like you're 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 either in or you're out. Um and then, look at um, Kansas. Look at there has been no yeah, program. Great. That, that, that has decided we're going to win games, we're going to upgrade the um, game day experience, and we're going to get our donors to pony up and look at Kansas. Yeah. I want to I wanna check in on this comment here from Nick Burris. That's actually very true. Never even thought of it like that. Brandon's out here changing everybody's mind. Yeah. Boom. That's awesome. Dude, I love I love that whole conversation. That was great. No, that was that. That was that was yeah. some of the most engaging engaging that was uh, the smartest anyone's ever sounded on this podcast yeah 100 <laughs> percent. and you guys realize where i went right yeah you know, have, you guys, have you guys made that, <laughs> that correlation hey hey hats off hats off man we're really, really bringing indiana yeah. and purdue fans together look yeah. at us who'd have thought well no that's talking about nah, two teams nah, who nah, aren't going to bowl who games thought? who would have yeah. thought you and me look at us <laughs> look at us <laughs> so uh, talking about two teams who aren't going to bowl games um we are you know, we're, we're playing for the old Oaken bucket. Brandon, in, in your opinion, what does Indiana have to do to win this guy? I, I don't know how much Purdue, you know, you've watched this season, yeah. uh, if any. Um, but what what in your mind has to happen, at least on Indiana's end, uh, to, to come away with a win on Saturday? For the love of God, stop the run, um, which we've done fairly well. 
Ohio State didn't run on us. Michigan didn't run on us. Penn State didn't run on us. Wisconsin didn't run on us. I'm not too worried about Purdue. Run- no, you guys got two studs. Tracy and Huckabee are some guys. Mockabee. Like Mockabee, sorry. It's okay. Um, Leo podcast, Huckabee. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're really, really good running backs. My point is we I use already faced really, really good running backs. Um, so if we can put up the rush defense that we did against those teams, I'm not sure how Purdue moves the ball or scores the ball. So I think this game is going to be one on either Purdue's going to be able to run the ball and they're going to go up and down the field and not be stopped. Or IU's going to stop the run and this game's going bet the under. Yeah. I mean, so we have seen we have seen two different versions of Hudson card this season. You know, we we have Hudson card against I mean, it's hard to say Hudson card against Michigan. We've seen Hudson card against Syracuse. We saw Hudson card against Minnesota. Uh, we didn't see Hudson card at all last week. Um, are we seeing like, him this week? Gentlemen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, uh, apparently everything's good. Apparently he was like pretty close to being ready to go this past Saturday. Um, but they called it a bru- I've heard bruise rib. I've heard cracked rib, but. Um, you know, he, he's basically been playing through injuries all season. Uh, hey, listen, really I've done the podcast on a bruised rib. So like, let's, you know, let's have some respect. Yeah. So uh, I'm, you know, I'm oh, interesting, interesting comment here, which I'll loop I in love it. to this 300 plus yards on the ground for the boilers in two straight weeks for the first time since 1968, but you aren't worried about the run. Um, so, so, so Russ um, go. So I, I can clearly tell you just haven't done any stat looking at all. Would you say your two running backs are better than Penn State's, Michigan's, and Ohio State's? At, at best, they're even. At best, they're even. We didn't give up 200 yards to any of those teams. So I, I don't. I'm going to put the history of what we've done against what you guys have done against not us. So I don't know. Put me in a bag, Johnny. So me in a bag. Were those games road games or home games? Uh, Penn State on the road, Michigan on the road, Ohio State home. Why are the other two guys on this podcast so active in the comments, but they couldn't actually come on the podcast? Is my question. Why, why, why <laughs> Ultimate Boiler, aka Damon and Russ, are the other two of this podcast, and they're yeah. so busy over there tip tapping, but they can't come on the show. What are we doing? They're scared boys, they're scared. We're, we're used to being the subject matter expertise, but I'm like, you haven't made a single bad point. You made you made a lot of points that have made me go, oh, okay, yeah. like yeah. I, I've usually got some pretty good counter arguments, but I don't, I don't, I don't have any. Um, also, like debating and negotiating is like what I do for a living. So, like, oh, I get okay. jazzed up for this stuff. Yeah. Guys. Well, uh, if, if you don't mind me asking, if you're comfortable sharing, what it can I ask what you do for a living? Because you're, absolutely, you're really good at absolutely, absolutely not. Yeah, okay. that's going to cost you. Normally, people have to pay to ask me that question. Understood. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Uh, oh, we got a comment here from uh, <laughs> the Ohio. Guys, I do podcast. nothing. I'm a freaking contract salesman. So that's oh, well, I, 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 man, you 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 have the gift of gab. You're very good at that. So, hey, uh, shout so out to Eric from the Ohio Pod. Sent me two Ohio State hockey tickets. So that's pretty rad. Dope. That'll be fun. So, Are we so, playing nice? I feel like we're yeah, I, we're going to be worse. I you know. Yeah. There are worse podcasts in this yeah. network, and you are definitely yeah. not one of them. <laughs> no, and like you, you've uh, I, you've apologized for this. being mean. I don't, I don't perceive any meanness. I actually think we're having good sports no, talk. Like, good As you can I tell, think, I, get, I get worked up though pretty easily. I can. I oh, this no, is no, that's no, what you want in a podcast. You don't want some guy that's going to sit here and just. Uh, you want to get right. fired up. Yeah. yeah, I think this is this is Rest what you would bed. call 
banter, I think. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. But, yeah. So, uh, so how, how are you guys beating IU? Like, I want I want to ask, like, how let's not talk about the run game anymore because I think you guys are going to say, well, we're going to be able to run. Then I'm going to say, well, we're going to stop it. So what are, what are some other factors in this game that you think you guys can uh, take advantage of, of IU on, on either side of the ball? I'm going to uh, just one more thing, one more thing about, about the run game. Um, yeah. And, and I, I promise that'll be the last thing we, no, no, our no, ability no. to run the ball has just been like a coin toss. Like there have been games this season, like Minnesota comes to mind where we got on here. We talked with, with the, the, the sky U podcast and they were like, Neither team's going to be able to run the ball in this game, and then we have two guys go off for over 100 yards. Yeah, it just yeah. Um, so like I I don't know what to expect from this team. Every way I don't know which offensive line is going to show up. I don't know which Hudson Card is going to show up. You know I don't know which Tyrone Tracy and Devin Mockaby are going to show up. But I think ultimately we have to score points. I mean that's been Purdue's problem all season. We've this we just lost our fifth game where we've had a higher net success rate than our opponent, but lost the game. So all season, it's drive down the field, turn it over. Drive down the field, miss a field goal. Drive down the field, go for it on fourth down, don't convert. Yeah. So we have to be focused on putting points up on the board. That's that's how we win this game, in my opinion. I mean, I, I'm I'm I I haven't been frustrated, but I'm frustrated now, especially after this last game. You know, when we have three trips, two trips to the red zone, three trips in scoring position, and come away with zero points. You know, we score in any one of those, we win the game. Hudson just, Card playing Frank is huge iu has been lit up by dudes named Caton hauser and john paddock those aren't good quarterbacks i'm sorry hudson hudson card is better than both of those quarterbacks um if if you guys try running the ball i'm telling you it's not gonna work but if you if hudson card can remotely throw the ball you guys can put up 24 to 28 points yeah but but rushing rushing the football you guys are in the bottom half of rush defense you're 70th in the country at 154.3 yards a game. Like you, you aren't top 10. So it's not outside the realm of possibility that we could yeah. go bananas. Sure. Let's see it. Okay. Yeah. Let's say uh, the only team that really beat us on the ground. And I, I hate that I'm even bringing this up. Louisville did pretty good on the ground, but that was early in the season. Yeah. Yeah. It was a totally different Louisville team just from a, like a knowledge standpoint. As well, um, yeah, but I'm, t- Dylan, I'm telling Dylan, you, like, if you guys cool. let Hudson Card cook, that's how you're going to beat IU. So I, I answered your question for you guys. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. No, I no, I, I think that's Kaden Hauser I mean. just lit up, dude. Kaden Hauser stinks. Kaden Hauser is not a good quarterback, and he just lit IU up. That's embarrassing. Super, super embarrassing. Now, so in, in, in your opinion, was, was that an issue with defensive scheme? Was that an issue with coverage or was it just a quarterback having a good day? No, it's, there's no guys back there. Okay. There's just the, Noah Pierre went down, who was our fifth year senior. Um, he, he, he led the things. Ooh, that's a good point, Russ. Um, and we got cooked that game. Yeah. The, the, what Wimset ran, I think for like half of that himself. Billion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a good point, Russ. Yeah, out. Uh, for I, I, anyone who's listening and not watching, Russ uh, made a comment here. Rutgers ran for 276 yards. Um, somebody went static. Good. You earned it. I made you do that. You're welcome. You just don't spent, give, yeah, you just don't spent give 90 Russ, seconds on me. Don't give Russ too many compliments. Don't. Yeah. There's no need for that. <laughs> yeah, Russ is our uh, our resident historian here. So One, because uh, he's old as shit. And two. <laughs> no, yeah, so, I, I mean, uh, you know, Purdue. Nurses let him stay up this late, to be no honest. No doubt. 
Purdue Purdue's pretty banged up. Um, you know, we've we we've lost a couple of receivers. We've lost our two best members of the secondary outside of Dylan Thieneman, but we lost, we have lost our two best corners. We're thin at inside linebacker. Our offensive line, we're down to third string in a couple of positions. Uh most positions. Of, they've been they've been kind of rotating around. <laughs> Guys are playing center, tackle, guard. Um, you know, what's what's Indiana's injury status looking like going into this game? Super thin at wide receiver, super thin in the secondary. Um the trenches, knock on wood. I mean, it's the last game. Um, the the trenches were, were pretty healthy, um, which is where I think this game is. You can say that about every game. It's pretty cliche, but I think this game gets the better team that's moving which side of the ball is gonna it's gonna determine who wins this game. Um, I mean, both teams are a mash unit right now. Like it is just you are limping people out there. Exactly. Like, they are dressing managers to try and get corners out there. Like it is exactly. just seriously, seriously. You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. The secondary is so beat up, which is why guys like John Paddock and, and Caden Hauser throw for a bazillion yards. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it'll it it will definitely I agree with that with the whichever offensive line is or whichever line is more effective um will definitely be the the team to to control the game. Yeah, and so the it, other one, the, the really the uh, at, and I should probably have done more research. I'm sure Russell will correct me on this one. Do you guys have like a killer defensive end or outside linebacker that can yeah. the quarterback? Two, two of actually, them. They yeah. both lead the conference in sacks. That's yeah, so, one so, uh, That's uh, that's that's going to be an issue. That's going to be the only the you can say again. You can say this about every quarterback, but the only time Brendan Soresby has shown that um that he isn't going to get in a groove is he can get a little skittish, which he's a fresh redshirt freshman quarterback. It's going to happen, right? Is he it's, mobile or kind of a pocket passer? He No, he's he's mobile, um, but he but he doesn't throw on the run. He oh. he, just, he tucks it and runs. He'll like, scoot he, if he need to, but he, exactly. okay. he's not yeah, he's, Lamar he's, chucking it. No, right? he's, he's, he's not Talia getting out of the pocket and, and throwing the ball. No, he, he's, he's either making his reads and throwing or tucking and running. He, he's not, ah. there's not going to be designed rollouts. There's not going to be scramble drills where he spins out of it. Um, like Kenny Pickett does every single freaking play. Yeah. Um, and, and, and tries to throw the ball. There's, there's going to be none of that. Um, so if, if you, if your edge rushers can, can really get there, that's yeah. going to be massive for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like they have. So yeah, they're both top five in the conference and, uh, what PFF calls pass rushing productivity. Um, which is just like percentage of time they get in the, you know, they cause yeah. havoc in the back backfield with a little bit more weighting towards sacks. Um, I do, uh, so we do have a comment here. Frank, you're the stat tank. Oh, it went away. We have to be the oh. worst team in the country in red zone percentage, something like that. Top yep. 10. Uh, Nick, we are actually the ninth worst red zone scoring percentage team in the country at 71% on the season so far. Um, so yeah, IU you, has to be up there. I don't know if you have that list in front of you, but IU has uh, to I be do. Up Let's, there. Uh, uh, IU is currently ranked 105th out of 133 teams. Uh, they are 76% on the season. So we're not we're not too far off. We're both bad. Again, yeah. this is an under game, gentlemen. I also yeah. <laughs> I also host a gambling podcast. And oh. uh, and and this is this is an under game. Um both teams can't score where it counts. Both teams lack big play ability. I and I don't see big Purdue busting big runs. This is uh this is gonna be a classic Big Ten brawl, and, and I don't mean that in a good way. Six what, three final score. What's we're, the we're, uh, we're talking podcast. Purdue Rutgers? Um so yeah, it's just right on um NFL memes. We go live at okay. uh, ten we go t- uh, live at ten o'clock um, every Saturday every Saturday morning. 
Nice. So here we have a uh, great comment. Sometimes <laughs> I wonder where Dylan's mind wanders off to during some of these conversations. Listen, Eric, you know podcast. me. You know me. ADD. I got the podcast. I got shout out to YouTube TV for four games at once. Same. You know, it's I can do multiple things at once. Luckily, yeah. luckily. So my brain's terms, off most of the time. In terms of of key players uh, for Purdue, three guys come to mind. Um, I almost want to lump Kaijun Jenkins and Nick Scorton as the edge rushers into one player, but uh, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm going to say the edge rushers. I'm going to say uh, Dylan Thieneman, our true freshman, free safety, and then and then I'm going to say Maccabi, just just for the sake of of disagreeing with you on something here uh, today. Um, who who do we have to watch out for from IU? If, if you had to if you had to pick three players to um, to keep an eye on in this game, who could really be difference makers? Yeah, so I'll change it up a little bit from what I said earlier. Um, we really only have one guy on defense, and that's that's Andre Carter. He's he's going to get drafted. He's he's an absolute stud um, on our edge. So you're going to want to watch him, um, especially if Hudson Card is is banged up. Um, you're gonna you're not going to want Andre Carter to have any encounters with uh, with Hudson Card. Um, Donovan McCulley is absolutely a All Big Ten receiver he can take over games um i don't know if you saw his moss catch against wisconsin it was absolutely bananas um he's a stud and then again i mean brendan soresby he's gonna be a good quarterback in the big 10 um i think i think he's shown that so um i'm not sure how many more years of eligibility does hudson card left i feel like he's been in college Two. forever Two. uh this yeah. season yeah and then one one after one this, more no yeah. he's got three total Three total. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, so, I learned something. Name was Sorsby. So then I'd really, you know, for for IU and Purdue fans, let's see which quarterback's better. Both quarterbacks got three years of eligibility after this, right? So so let's see let's see whose future is brighter under center in the position that matters the most, right? It's Hudson Card versus versus versus, uh, versus Brendan Sorsby. So yeah, let's see yeah, because he redshirted at Texas, I think, and then played when. Ewers got hurt and then transferred here, so he's got three left. Yeah. So for from someone, uh, I like to ask this question, but for someone outside of the of the Purdue world, right? You're 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 in the IU world, obviously. But what's the what's the perception of the Purdue program right now? Is it is it good? Is it you know they're they're terrible? They're three and eight, or is it you know they're about to turn the corner? I mean, there there are a lot of years where I can you know I can say I've said that about IU, right? They have mm-hmm. that that one season where it was like, man, they're just one season away. You know where they where they beat Michigan State at home in that overtime game, um, but just curious. This always want to know what the outside perspective looks Dang. like right now. Hell is your identity after Brom? Like with Brom, really, their offense is probably gonna be pretty fun, right? Like they're they're gonna have a quarterback that surprises you, and they're gonna probably put up a lot of points. What is Purdue? Like, and 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 I mean that as vague or as specific as you want to be. Like, like what does Ryan Walters bring? Is it gonna be a a defense? Is it going to be awesome corners? Is it going to be ground and pound run? Like I don't, I have not a clue of what Ryan Walters wants this program to be post Brom. So that, that would be my outside perspective, not following the program as closely as you guys and everyone listening. Yeah, that's fair. And, and I think that, I don't know if he's trying to figure out the answer to that still, but I know we as fans are, um, you know, I so think, I think I definitely know what his idea is going to be because I think it, it matches a lot of what he did, at least on the defensive side of the ball at at Illinois. It was lockdown corners, and everybody in the middle just causes havoc, be it rushing, crazy 
back end plays with the linebackers and DBs <clears throat> doing all that type of stuff. And I think that he wants to air the ball out, but he knows that we have two. I think post Mockaby and Tracy, you could definitely see us become more of that air raid style, but we have too good of running backs in the backfield to not utilize them more. I think that's what kind of killed us at the beginning of the year. And that's why I think you see Mockaby get frustrated, but I think the offensive side is more non-defined than the defensive side is. I know what Walters wants to do. I just don't think he has the players to do it. We don't have the weather spoons and the lockdown corners to to leave alone on an island right now because they're getting cooked like toast. So my my question to that is at least the first part because I think I think the second part is the exciting part. Let's go back to modern college football. Mm-hmm. Can you win with a lockdown defense? Um, Michigan's going to show us if it's possible because I don't think JJ McCarthy's any good. Um, but I think I don't think you win modern college football at least at the are you in Purdue level with lockdown defense? I think you have to score. I think you just have to, especially in the transfer portal and how much movement there is. It's really hard to develop a lockdown defense. I think developing an offensive scheme is easier and, and that's the path to the most possible success. So I think the counter to that is you look at Georgia or Georgia or Iowa, yeah, Iowa actually more. They've got a really, really, really good defense. We'll just use Georgia because they've won two national titles. Their defense has been really good, and I think that leaves – if you have a really good lockdown defense, it creates more room for error on the offensive side of the ball because you've always got a group of guys who can either score, get the ball back, or at least just keep it close until your offense can figure it out. So that's kind of at least my thought. So I think I think you're spot on. My question to you is: IU or Purdue ever going to be Georgia? No, but I think that it's back to the the thought process of defense wins championships. And yeah, and I just don't. I don't. I don't go to that at all. Yeah, right? um, and I, at least you're at that, unless you get right. to that tier, right? But I think that. I think even at the regular level, when you're playing the regular games, I'm not saying when we're playing Michigan or or Ohio State because those are outliers, but when we're playing Illinois, we're playing IU, we're playing Wisconsin, if you've got a lockdown defense, that keeps you in games at least a little bit if you're still working on trying to figure out what's going on on the offensive side of the ball. Sure, both programs will never be to the point of Georgia, but I think it it bears the – the recognition that because I think a lot of the games that we've lost, the defense has been very good. The offense just hasn't complimented them and they keep being on the field for 30 of minutes of a 60 minute game and they just get wore out. Yeah. I mean, so I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the <laughs> games again, against like, Im- like imagine if you guys scored more than 15 points against Northwestern, right? Right. You beat Minnesota cause you put up 49, right? Like, right. imagine if you scored more against Nebraska, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I keep looking. Your wins, your good wins are when you put up 44 points against Illinois, right? Your bad losses are when you just didn't score. Yeah. I, I would argue your defense didn't win you games, and I'd say your offense cost you games. Both answers are offense, guys. Right. Both but answers I, are offense. I will go to the opposite end of it because the offense was so – so, okay, I see where you're getting at here. It – 
and I I get where you're. I see where we're. Never yeah, mind. Yep. you won because of your offense, right? And you lost because you couldn't score. So like right. both of those is just have a good offense. Like I don't know. I don't know. I've been a defensive guy my whole life too. So. I, I get it. I get it. I mean, uh, you know, we're both Steelers fans. Like they're they're finding ways to win games with with an inept offense. But I think overall, I I do agree with you, um, in that you know. You know, so we, when when we hired Walters, we had people saying, "Okay, we we've just hired the next Kirk Ferentz, right? We're gonna have you know smash mouth defense and no offense, and you know neither neither side of the ball has been able to find any sort of consistency this season. You know, granted, we have had a ton of injuries, but that's just the nature of football. You know, you're you're gonna have injuries, but ultimately, I think it comes down to you know a certain previous coach leaving the program and leaving the covered pretty uh, covered pretty bare uh, in terms of recruiting, in terms of you know personnel." Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I think I think you make a really good point in that we are still trying to figure out our identity. Is it is it that Smash Mouth defense? Is it is it the air raid? You know what what are we? Because we knew we knew who we were under Brom. We knew we were a team that was going to run and move the ball, throw for probably 500 yards, but also let the other team do the same. And we we're going to get into a lot of shootouts. Um, yeah, yeah. I. So but we really didn't know that year one either. I mean, year one so remember. hard. Year yeah, one so yeah. hard because Walters lost. When he was defensive coordinator at Illinois, they lost four of their first five games and gave up like 35 points a game. So I think that it's very much like year one under a new coach, unless it is like hiring Ryan Day or or somebody like that, is just a wash. You're Dude, just Purdue fans didn't think that. Have you seen Twitter the last Well, yeah, three, it's because weeks? Twitter's stupid. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. <laughs> they, they want them fired. They want them burned. They want them sent to it's just blows yeah, they want to mind. send them to the gallows because and this is and, horrible and, podcasting. I mean, fans are fans are stupid. They I mean, are uh, fans are stupid. I mean, and let's really be honest, at the end of the day, all of us create this podcast because the Purdue Twitter was so damn toxic at times, even from some of the podcasts. At least it exists. There is no such thing as IU football Twitter. No, it doesn't, no, it doesn't even exist. It doesn't even <laughs> exist. Like I don't, I don't have to worry about like you have to worry about making your listeners and fans mad. I can just say whatever I want because it's like me listening to my own podcast. So, <laughs> an interesting comment here. Uh, we are an air raid offense that runs a QB draw out of the shotgun on third and sixteen on our own forty yard line. Oh, so you I have Matt Canada as your? Well, I mean, uh, so uh, the, there, there's been a lot of criticism uh, about Graham Harrell and his third down play calling. Um, but I think, you know, when Ryan Walters was asked about this on his radio show, I thought he made a good point that we've had a lot more success moving the ball out of the shotgun that we had have out of any other formation. 23 personnel, we can't move the ball. Um, so I think, you know, that it's unfortunate that we're having to go shotgun in these scenarios, you know, especially on these third and ones, fourth and ones where we're going in shotgun. But, you know, we all saw what happened earlier in the season when we tried to run these heavy formations and we couldn't move the ball. I mean, we get, we got, uh, what was it against uh, Fresno state where it took us eight plays to move the ball a yard. I mean, so, but also I will say running a QB draw of shotgun third and 16 at the own own 40 yard line is a, is a long-term play. The chances of getting third and 16 is less than 10%. I would rather take the draw, kick the punt, put him at the two, than throw it third and 16, get a pick, and have him at their 35. Someone wants to choose to read this viewer comment. They can. That's funny. It's yeah. funny that. Okay, I'm gonna I'll read refrain it. from any any comment or response yeah. to that, the Ohio uh, podcast. For, for anyone who's watching, they can read it. Uh, yeah. Uh, no <laughs> 
I really uh, want to read it. Yeah. I just, Let yeah. it rip, dude. Who cares? Okay. It says, <laughs> uh, the Ohio podcast said, that's funny. The turtle heads can say whatever they want on their podcast as well, because no one listens to them. Oh, uh, you no, know, listen, they're tens of followers. They listen. Ouch, their mothers, ouch. their aunts, their cousins twice removed. They all listen. So yeah. I didn't I didn't get a chance to go on the turtle heads because I was traveling for, for, for work. Consider but yourself you, lucky. You you know the whole adage, like you know, people from um uh Cleveland always say at least we're not Detroit. Like that's what I say. Like everyone's like, Well, no one goes to IU football games, no one cares about IU football. At least we're not Maryland. Yeah. Like, at least we're not Maryland football, yes, right? <laughs> Preach it. Um, Preach it, bro. Oh. Preach it. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. They, I mean, it, it, yeah. Maryland football. Uh, they they started out hot. They got really cocky. Hey guys, and but then, they're yeah. a basketball school. That's yeah. all you heard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're a basketball UAB school. or whoever UMBC, whoever they lost. And yeah, I I, I feel bad. They lost everybody. I feel bad for Maryland. I really do. I like, don't. I don't. Said nobody ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Brandon. You're a good. I like this. This is yeah, no one said that about Maryland. We need, oh yeah, they don't do basketball. Never mind. Here, comment here. Our special teams is even worse. That logic would apply if we were good. I'm not sure how far back uh, that is. Another so, so comment. Nick, it's all it's all probability, my man. Like, like I think I don't know if it was Dylan or if it was if it was Chris who said it. Like, you just don't draw. Like, there's not many plays that you're going to pick up 16, 17, 18 yards. No, no, there's not. Yeah, and especially uh, when the defense knows that's what. Chris, you, you are mean. the smartest man. I just yeah. like, I'm easy. People are going to start expecting stuff from me if you keep saying that. Hey, poor man's Duke. That's right. It's a poor man's Duke. You should have seen when they, when the turtle guys were on Ohio's pod, uh, the OHIO pod. Oh, Eric brought up poor man's Duke and he just saw the brain just shut down. (laughs) Like they had no response. That that implies there was a brain to shut down. (laughs) I love it. it. But everyone hates us, guys. Remember? Yeah. Everyone hates the Boiler Express. Everyone hates us. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't hate you guys. You guys are all right in my book. Well, I appreciate. Hey, it. No, no. Hey, I have, this, is, this, yeah, this has been. This has been, been amazing. This has been. Yeah, like, this has been like, a great yeah. show. I've just like for the most part, I've just sat and let you guys, the big brains, talk. I've just kind of you know, <laughs> I've just watched and, and chimed chimed in with my dumbness. You know. No, so I definitely, to... I definitely agree. Uh, real quick, I agree with the sentiment that like it's like a seventeen fourteen game, fourteen ten. Oh yeah, like maybe twenty one seventeen. You know, there's like fair, defensive touchdown. Every but... game this year, I've I always like I, I'm always bad at score predictions. So oh I yeah, say, same. I say boilers by a billion every game. I don't think I'm gonna say that this boilers game. by a thousand. <laughs> boilers <laughs> by so I ten. So I don't <laughs> yeah. think it's gonna be that low scoring. Do you guys know what the over under is? Uh, I'm gonna say it's more than Iowa's game the other Aren't week. You the betting like, guy. What do we? I, I will say it's thirty five. It, dude, guys, it's 53 and a half. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, wow. so this, this 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 game is gonna be 27 Smash 23. The under. This is gonna be 27 23. And I think IU wins. I, I do think okay. they, they at the end of the day, wow. they have the health, they have the healthier quarterback, they have the better wide receiver, and your strength we cancel out with our strength, right? So I, I just I I don't see if you're checking boxes, if you're checking boxes, I don't I think IU checks more boxes in this game. Um, the only thing that I think that it's either going to be a very close game and IU wins or the teams completely com- quit on Tom and you guys blow us out 44 to 10. Like, I think, I think it's either going to be one yeah. of those two. Like IU knows it's coaches fired. 
And the players are like, I'm out as soon as this guy's out. But does the coach know that? What, what does Tom, Tom know? Allen Tom doesn't get fired. <laughs> he's going to come back. They're going to fire him, and he's going to come back the next day like nothing happened. Yeah, he <laughs> wouldn't even know. He'd be like, yeah. And see, Brandon, yeah, he's, too I busy, he's too busy, you know, snapping and snapping. He can't hear you. No, no. You're fired. Brandon, I, I truly believe when you predict how you win, it's because you genuinely think that, right? Because Correct. you you I you, you're a no BS kind of guy. Like if you, if you thought IU was going to lose genuinely, I feel like you'd have no problem saying that. Mm-hmm. Now it could um, be forty four ten, gentlemen. Purdue, yeah, it very well could be forty four ten. But if this game yeah. is close, I'm giving it to IU because I just think they have the better players in the key positions um, to pull this thing out. Dylan, what do you Dylan. think? You know, I, I said a few minutes ago that I wasn't going to say Boilers by a billion. But, but what's that? Tom Allen's dad coached at Benton Central. Ew. I'm not from there. I don't know what that. Yeah, means. I know. Nothing. Anyway, I grew, up, I grew up in Western PA. I got yeah. Cool. I, I know exactly what that <laughs> means. Nick, way to bring some Nick, substance Nick to the graduate. They had a graduating class of like 28 people. Like Nick graduated. All... That's some more shocker. <laughs> no. no, Nick went to another school that had 28 people in the graduate. Oh, that's half Indiana, isn't it? <laughs> Anyway, Dylan, I love you, Nick. Prediction. Earlier, I said I wasn't going to say boilers by a billion, but and Frank, you're going to have to edit this out. I'm sorry, but fuck it, boilers by a billion. Okay. No, no, I won't. I, why? I won't edit that one. Why? Yeah. Why, Dylan? Why? Yeah. Brandon, welcome to the Boiler Express podcast. I make no sense most of the time, <laughs> and I'm so bad at predictions that I've just I've coined the phrase boilers by a billion. Commit and to the bit, so, my man. Commit to the, the Indianapolis bit. Indians, uh, the minor league uh, baseball team in Indy yeah. said boilers by a million for pouring to the basketball team, of course. Uh, and I had to correct them and say it's boilers by a billion, and they corrected it. So, boilers so by you, you got sway, my man. Brandon, you Brandon, funny, a big deal, Brandon. No, funny little story here. Uh, we did a we did a collaborative podcast with a with an ACC school uh, earlier this season, and uh, you know he said he said boilers by a billion, and. And the guy took it very literally. It was like he, like he legit you think, thought I meant Purdue was going to score. Yeah, Purdue. yeah. It's like no, you can't it was like stupid. <laughs> just, <laughs> just look at the Maryland podcast. Oh, yeah, I mean, Brandon, Brandon. let's go, Brandon. My guy, who knew Maryland I'm, could unite an IU, an IU guy and Purdue hey, guy? I made that meme that I shared with the the IU fan, IU pod, and the uh, Leo pod. There, there you hey, go. We can hey, learn things. We can. Maka B. Maka B. So no. I'm going. I'm going. Uh, I'm, I'm going in rotation. Chris, you're okay. up next. I'm gonna say that while yes, you have stopped some runs. Overall, you're still subject to the to the ability to give up a lot. Do sure. you see what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So I think that. And Purdue's shown the ability to to run the ball. I think that this is kind of, especially a tr- a Tracy style game, where he kind of this is his last hurrah. I think he's going to try and go kind of nuts. Um, and I think Hudson is kind of mad. One that he missed that last game, and two he's just been frustrated. Um, and it showed a little bit in that that Minnesota game, he just looked super clean in terms of decision-making and what he was doing. Ultimately, I will just quit rambling on. I think it's like a 21-17 Purdue one. Okay, so just re- just real quick. Um, um, do you yeah. guys ever heard of uh, Blake Corm? Have, have yeah. you heard of him? Yeah. Have you mm-hmm. heard of him? 
He ran for 13 times for 52 yards. Um, you think this might be a Tracy game, right? Yeah. Trace, Tracy might be a little similar to Donovan Edwards. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've heard, maybe you've heard of him. He ran nine times for 20 yards. Cool. We to, but do, there's you, also you want, there's, there's there's also a lot of Nick carries there too, though. Do, do, yeah, it, it is. Do you want me to read off um, Nick Singleton's numbers, or maybe the Ohio State pod could run, could read off uh, Trayvon Henderson's numbers? My point is, guys, I, I think you're focusing on the wrong things. I, I really do. Like, you need Hudson Card to open this thing up. He, he, he could be at 60% and he'll throw for 250 yards, 300 yards. Just tell and me. That, that's how you guys win this game. And that's, that's, that's where I'm going with it. So I think that Hudson Card continues with his momentum from, from Minnesota. He showed a lot of confidence in his protection. Uh, he was a lot more decisive in his decision making, right? He was tucking the ball. He was running. He wasn't thinking about it. He wasn't running to the line of scrimmage, you know, pump faking. He was just decisive and he was, he was uh, making the right decision for the, for really for the first time this season, we saw his decisiveness be where it was. So uh, I'm going to, I'm actually going to predict another like 49, 27 game uh, where, where the, uh, we actually hit the over in this one just to play devil's advocate here, just so we get all possibilities covered. But I think that, that he, he, um, he rides that momentum that he has coming off of the Minnesota win and uh, it, it gets ugly uh, in, in Purdue's favor. And I will say with the rush defense, I would respect it if it was ranked higher, but you're currently at 70, 70th in college football. Your pass defense is 83rd. Like oh. it's not, you know, I would have, I would be like, okay, you are 10th in rush defense and 83rd in pass. Yeah. All day long. Because you're way too smart to just rely on that thirty thousand foot view. Like that's those those things are are. You, you need to look at it more at a specific game level. The teams that want to run, there's going to be outliers. I mean, you guys have said there's outliers in in Purdue's games in in a college football season with teams that are three and eight. There's going to be outliers, right? So I don't. know. I'd love to be wrong. It'd be the first time I ever have been. So you know, there's a first time for everything. Yeah. Hey, and 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 if we do run the ball, I mean, so so one thing I, I think was interesting in those stats you just rattled off were just a low number of carries, right? Yeah. Um. So so maybe you know I, I I'll be honest I, I haven't watched the film of those games as in depth, but like don't, were, don't. were those were oh. those teams having a lot of success passing the ball? Were they yeah. able to run? I mean, that's that's yeah. ultimately you know the the question where All right, Purdue, Brandon, may, Purdue may, com- a, may commit to the run a little bit. Here's more. a little uh little wager. All right. If Purdue went, I'm obviously a gambling man. Yeah, yeah, I know. If Purdue went, it's as simple, just a, a fun thing between banter brothers, so to speak. Um, Purdue wins, you have to wear a Purdue hat on your podcast. IU wins, I have to wear a Purdue hat on this podcast. Deal. Done. Excellent. Wait, did you, Wait, did, did yeah, you, you Chris, just, did you mean to do that? What? And did you, you mean to, because so he said, he said, if, if, um, if if uh, if we run the ball well, he has to wear a Purdue hat on his. No, podcast. I said if Purdue wins. Oh, Purdue wins. Okay. He has to wear a Purdue hat on his podcast. And then if you said IU it, wins. If IU wins. You have I to wear have a Purdue wear, hat. On, I no, I said IU. No, you said, no. you said okay. Well, I you know what the hell I meant. Yeah, I was like that. <laughs> was, no, that was actually really smart. Did you see how excited he got? Like I have a little yeah. boy. He got really excited in that moment. I just let Chris have it. He fumbled, he fumbled yeah. a little bit. Yeah, okay. no, for sure. Yeah. I'm like, not yeah. good with I the get words. to wear a Purdue hat on a Purdue podcast. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. what about? <laughs> well, you know uh, the damn bet I'm talking about. It's like uh, the 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 heads I win, tails you lose. Yeah, game. exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we, we do have I'm a viewer comment. Ball. One I'm last right, thing, but there's there's nothing to follow it up. So I'm well, gonna give you, know, you about thirty uh, more Damon, seconds. Damon, if you actually were on the podcast, you'd have one. Oh, never mind, you got it. And who cares? 
Since Lance Jones hit that crazy buzzer beater, are we going to recreate that shot every year for years to come? <laughs> We're here talking football, <laughs> ultimate boiler. We'll talk basketball soon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All righty, boys. Well, well Brandon from the LEO podcast. Nailed it. Thank you so a much pleasure, for joining man. us. This was a great opportunity to chit chat some sports, some football specifically. And thank you for being here. And it was a pleasure collabing. You know what? Absolute honor. Everyone was like, you, you're going to hate this. The Boiler Express guys suck. And I got to admit, you guys We've don't. We've been told. Suck. Like, you guys don't. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll, I won't say what you guys are, but you guys don't suck. <laughs> hey, there we go. We'll hey, take it. We'll we take it. No, it's it's been great, guys. Seriously, thank you for having me on. This is some of the best, like overall football discussion I've had uh, sure. in, in all the collaborations. Hundred percent. Um, 100%. it was it was really good time. Um, love to be on again if you guys have me. Oh yeah, for oh, sure. No, absolutely, time, brother. Fantastic yep. time. Cool. All right. See you guys. See ya.